What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is Cookies and Cream. This is our first podcast. My name is Raymond Hernandez. I'm 27 years old, uh, coming to you from El Paso, Texas, the great desert of El Paso, Texas, uh, here to um, start this first podcast off. It was me. I got my friend. Uh, I guess you could introduce yourself. Um, here he is. Yeah, so this is uh, Isaac Thompson here. Uh, I'm 27 as well. Um, here with my friend, my good friend, Raymond. Um, yeah, so this podcast is just, uh, you know, a podcast about life and different situations. So today uh, we're just going to get it started. We're going to be talking about relationships. You know, we're going to talk about marriage, friendships, mentorships. Uh, so yeah, let's get into it. Sweet. All right. So the first one we want to do was um, on relationships. I don't know. Um, I guess the biggest thing is this is more oriented towards, uh, I like it to be towards youth. Um, yeah. Okay. Youth oriented stuff. So. I know a lot, or I guess the biggest thing as far as youth growing up is uh, relationships with either friends or with like, yeah, like opposite, dating, and stuff, yeah, dating yeah. stuff like that. So I know we both were kind of young into our marriages. Uh, we both, yeah. I guess, started dating while we were. You've been married for what? Youth? Four years. Four, four years? years now. Yeah, I've been yeah. married for five. Yeah, you got married before me. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Um, so just like. We want to go back and forth with some questions here. And um, I guess the first one for me is, um, this is a big question, I guess, that I had is, do you believe, Isaac, do you believe that there's one perfect person out there for you that you should marry? Like, there's no one else in the world that you should yeah. ever marry. Okay. There's only this, that God has, I guess you could say, that God has made one specific person. Yeah. That no matter what you're supposed to marry them and then if you mess it up with them then then, it's then that's yeah if they yeah. get struck by lightning or if they get hit yeah, by a yeah. car is that is it like oh man this my opportunity i'm done there's nothing you know, there's nothing i can do now what do you think you know i was like searching for the answer to this question like a lot like this past week because it's a tough question man like you know because then you say like well god made eve for adam you know Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't think there's one size fits all for everybody. So, like, for me, I would say no, I don't believe that. But I do believe that there is, like, just perfect matches, you know? Like, there's personality-wise, in your thinking, in your, like, relationship, like, there's perfect matches. But I think that fits, that can fit different people. So like, you know, like with with me and my wife, it's just like we match each other, like relationship wise, you know, mentally, you know, all that stuff fits. But I don't think that that's the only person that that would work with and vice versa. Like she she might not. There may be someone else that is kind of like me that if we didn't get married, she might be able to marry that person or I might be able to marry somebody that's kind of like her. But I don't think there's one specific person for everybody. Yeah. But I do think there is like matches. Like there is perfect matches in terms of like how the relationship is going to go. Like mentally, you know, like in your religion, that's a big one. Like there's matches. Like so, yeah, I would say no, but I would kind of reword it that there is a little bit of a perfect match, but not maybe a perfect person. Yeah. So like if what you're saying is, there may not be one, like this person here, like without a shadow of doubt, like all oh, they were made for me. But yeah. it's like, do you guys agree with the same things per se? Mm -hmm. Like, I like the color blue, sky blue. It's about the same. So then yeah, we'll go. Like, like, like you have the matter, same yeah. principles. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. There's stuff that you that that work together to make yeah. the relationship exactly. work. It's not yeah like one specific. Yeah, person. like I was I was talking to somebody a while back, and they were saying that that they had like it was political or whatever and they were saying that they were for you know not non-abortions right mm -hmm. but their wife was for women having choice right okay yeah and so i was asking them i was like how does that work like how do you like because you're mentally you're off you know both of you are off yeah well, so how true. do you come together like and he was saying like it's hard like mm -hmm. they always have discussions like that they always have arguments and stuff like that yeah so i think that's a big part of it having someone that you mesh with that your principles are the same like yeah. you're always going to disagree on certain things 
But if your principles are the same, then I think that's that that's gonna lead more to success. Yeah, that's good to yeah. a successful relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. Yeah. Cool, man. So I have a question for you because, like, you know, we're it's kind of like towards the youth and stuff. So you know, a little background on our church, I guess, is that you know we've both been in church since we were born, um, and uh, you know, in our church, there's pastors, there's you know. There's all sorts of things. So, you dated a pastor's daughter. I did. So what? what was it like dating a pastor's daughter? What was the process like? How did all that work out? Because it's different for me because my wife, like, her dad wasn't really around, so it was tough for me. But at the same time, it was different than what like you did. Yeah. So like, how was that process, and how was that? You know, just the overall aspect of dating person yeah so pastor i mean pastor glenn if if you're not from our church you probably he's a i guess well um standing pastor in our church and um so pastor glenn he um he was the assistant pastor of our mother church in the el paso church so coming into this uh relationship i already i already had a relationship with him i already I already knew him uh we were close and stuff like that before i even knew his daughter so when I asked to start, I guess, um, dating Marissa, um, the biggest thing for me, since he is a pastor, is making sure that we held our relationship um, clean and, I guess, right with everyone else. Because, I mean, there's that, there's always that, I don't want to say judgment, but they're always looking at you saying, like, how are they going to handle their relationship? Yeah, yeah. So for me... I wanted to make sure that Pastor Glenn's name um, wasn't, like I guess, tainted, yeah, yeah, tarnished or anything like that. Like, so it was, it was pressure in a way on me to make sure that I didn't do anything uh, rash or or dumb or anything like that yeah. that would that would hurt them or hurt Marissa. I know mm -hmm. for her, it was um, she would tell me that it's a very big thing to make sure that. I guess everything is held right that yeah. we're seeing in a good aspect. So that brought a little bit of a different pressure on our relationship, I guess. Right, right, right. And it wasn't a bad thing because, um, I mean, it kept us, it kept us right mm -hmm. to make sure that we didn't mess up in sin or anything yeah. like that. Um, so dating a pastor's daughter, if, I mean, it, I'm not saying that this is a perfect way to do it or the right way to do it. It's just the way we did it. But we held ourselves to, I guess, a standard that made sure that we held everything accounted for, that mm -hmm. we were all right with, that we uh, made sure that nothing, uh, I guess no one could say, man, they messed up there or yeah. whatever. And so we try yeah. to keep ourselves in a place where we could incorporate everybody. Mm -hmm. I know um, I didn't, we, we weren't alone by ourselves. We didn't do things that were just like one-on-one -on -one usually. Yeah. We had other people yeah. around. We would be with... Uh, and that was more Pastor Glenn's thing. He wanted to make sure that uh, we were being... Um, or that we had people around us that would watch us. Yeah. And make us like accountability. Yeah, accountability. Yeah. So that was the biggest thing. Um, dating a pastor's daughter for me and my wife, or for me at least, was very... Um, not stressful. I wouldn't say I ever got stressed, but it was very watchful. I had mm -hmm. to watch what I was doing. Yeah, that's okay. the biggest thing. Yeah, um, with dating pastors. Yeah, especially stuff. somebody like Pastor Glenn because he was like. Yeah, so when, he's a big dog. When know? we when we went into Pastor Stevens' office when we we got engaged and mm -hmm. we wanted to set a date to get married, Pastor Stevens was like, "You know what? I I usually have a whole spill." Yeah. Um, to give people, and he was like, "But Pastor, he's yeah. like, we know who Pastor Glenn is." I don't have to go into yeah, any of that. Exactly. I believe you guys already know what you're doing. So if he's okay with it, I'm okay with it. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's already, yeah, it's, it's already, it already all set. Done. Yeah, the the groundwork yeah. was already there. You yeah. didn't have to do. You didn't. Have to do well, how was it like approaching Pastor Glenn? Was it intimidating or like was it like um, you know what like this is I want to date Marissa, so I'm gonna have to talk to him. You know. Yeah. So I the thing that helped is that he, I we like I said we knew each other already. Um, he taught me how to play chess, play guitar. So it was already that relationship there. Now, when it came to his daughter, there was that. Uh, it's it's different. Yeah. It's like yeah, this is yeah, daughter. this is like that's this yeah, yeah, this is sacred ground. Like you're asking. So it was a little bit different, but 
but still yet i knew how to approach him i guess mm -hmm. so it wasn't it wasn't as hard as you would imagine but yeah. it was still very difficult right. like he when i was when we were around each other it was a, it was a different relationship in that aspect and then yeah. um it wasn't it wasn't until like we got married that that all now was family like now mm -hmm. like yeah it's a little it, different. yeah that that yeah. that is different but um yeah it was it was it was awkward i mean i can't say for him but for me it was a little awkward because i knew that relationship mm -hmm. we had already had mm -hmm. and then and then yeah, now i'm going, asking yeah, yeah and that, so it's a yeah it's a different it's a different area yeah. yeah um did i answer your question yeah yeah no, that's pretty good um so my my next question to you and it's just because it's because i don't know i think i think everyone has this one at least for me, I don't know. I'll find. I guess I'll find out here. Is what was the best date you've ever had with Kathy? What was the one you're like? You know what? Um, this was this was a good a good outing for for both of us. Even, even this... if you're married, if, even if you were married and stuff like that. Oh, okay, um, so pre marriage or no, either pre marriage or after. Yeah, after you got married. What was what would you say right now was like? Man, that was that was a pretty good, pretty good date. You know, it was probably, and it was super simple. Like. I remember, uh, I think this was before we had Landon. So we had Grayson, my oldest. He was probably like two or like one or two. And um, like for that whole year, we were just taking care of Grayson. And, you know, he was a new, like he was our first kid. Mm -hmm. So we were just doing that. And then we finally got it. We're able to like get away for a little bit. Like my mom came and watched Grayson. It was either my mom or her mom. And so we went um, downtown. It was when the glide scooter started. Okay. So we went downtown. We ate. Uh, I think we ate like pizza at some at the pizza joint or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we were we got on the scooters and we were just riding around the city, and we did that for like like an hour. Like we were just riding around the city and just talking. And Here in El Paso. Yeah. In downtown El Paso. Yeah, downtown. Like we were just talking. We were just looking at stuff. Like it was a perfect, like perfect night. Yeah. Like it was like the weather this was is perfect. Pre -COVID? This is pre-COVID. Yeah, for sure. Pre-COVID <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so Dang. it was, that was the best one because like we had just gone through like Grayson was just born. Yeah. So you have that so whole yeah, stress. You're, you're that, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That whole stress. And I was, I was getting in the middle of my, you know, fire department career. So she was like in the middle of all her work and everything. So it was just like, it felt like just stress. And then like that date, like just relieved a whole bunch of stress. Like we were able to talk, we were able to just relax and just like, like we were just riding around the city. That's it. That date, like I probably spent like 30 bucks mm -hmm. the whole night. Yeah. So it wasn't like, oh man, like I took her to some crazy restaurant or something. Yeah. Like it was just us like. We had pizza. We were riding around the city for like an hour, and we just talked. Yeah, that that. So it's like that was like the best one, mm -hmm. and like I think that's important, you know, like to have that talking time, you know. And yeah. So it like when people always say like, oh, the best date was like some like I didn't even spend a lot. Like I was like I would always be like, oh, okay, you know, I guess, but I never really like thought about it, you know. And then that night, like I spent like thirty bucks, and it was like the best night ever. Yeah. So. That was that was probably the best thing. Yeah, I think I think every I think every married person would have that one specific time. Did you just say yeah. that? I have mm -hmm. I have one specific time where I knew like, yeah, you know what this this was expensive, this was yeah. extravagant, but mm -hmm. it was it was quality. Yeah, quality like quality time. time. Yeah. yeah, and that's what it was. It was just quality time where we talked and we like connected more because you know we were going through all the stress and everything, and that helped. Like it helped us because. After that, like we went through a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So just having that time to connect and reconnect, because I think like, you know, uh, from everything that was happening, like Grayson, our jobs, and all this stuff, like there was getting a little bit of disconnect. So when we had that time, like it just like reconnected everything, and it was just like we we're on the same wavelength, like everything was good. Yeah. So that was like the best one. That was a good one. I would. Uh... Let's say that's that sounds good. Yeah. So, you know, kind of we're kind of on the topic of, like, you know, because I mentioned that you know when when I had my kid and everything. So, how was how has your relationship been after having your daughter, Caitlin? 
Um, man. So when when we had our daughter, we were in Denver, Lakewood to be specific. So we didn't um we didn't have like family there. When our daughter was born, um, Maribel came to help Marissa out for a week, mm-hmm. or maybe longer than a week, probably like two, three weeks. I'm not, I don't remember. But um, that first, the first two weeks, I got off, so I was home. No, oh, okay. um, when Kaylee was born and stuff like that, she was a newborn. And it, you know what? I don't. The thing that changed for us the most was when we would go out like Mm -hmm. to eat and stuff like that like so before we could go and do like i guess we could say whatever we wanted yeah we could go and um late at night if we wanted to we we never really did or we could go to restaurants and stuff like that um but now we had our daughter so um the biggest thing for us was that that freedom to just do whatever whatever you wanted to do that Mm -hmm. was the um i guess the biggest drawback and then when she started to get older, and then especially when we moved uh, back to El Paso, um, here is 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 now I know for Mirsa is that she takes care of our daughter, um, I guess first before her needs come. So mm-hmm. she gets the food ready for Kaylee. She makes sure that she has her water, her milk, or all that stuff before yeah. she deals with her stuff or my stuff or anything like that. So it's like. Um, when when you have a kid now you're here to raise them up yeah, and bring exactly. them into a place of where you uh, you teach them what's right and wrong how things work so for us you know staying out late we never really did stay out late usually by 11 12 I was already on my way home and stuff like that but mm-hmm. like now we have her she's going to go ahead and she's going to be grumpy yeah. she's going to be crying um, she's already crying before she's even grumpy so it's like it's a whole other aspect of, of dealing with that. But I think for me and my wife, um, as far as the relationship goes, I know at the beginning or endeavor, she would struggle a little bit um, saying, you know, not to take care of somebody else. And, and I think every relationship goes to that point where yeah. you're trying to figure out how do I take care of a kid? Mm-hmm. And how do I keep my marriage intact? Love my husband, love my wife, and also our kids and stuff like that so it was a little stressful i mean it does help with family now um, but still yeah that i mean still having my parents her parents spending with with both and stuff like that can get tough but uh, me and my wife i know i have to be more patient i guess you could say yeah to understand that yeah yeah and i think that's that is important because like like us as the men like we go to work you know yeah so yes it's work but it's also like a quote-unquote break mm-hmm. from the from, house yeah from yeah from being at home yeah and the wife like she's there 24 yeah she would yeah but i mean if if my wife had so if my wife had to stay home all day long my daughter would go crazy and she would go crazy yeah. she'd want to pull her hair out yeah she would yeah stuff it's would tough. be broken yeah. and you'd come home and, and, and it's, it's kind of like that's why a man should be, I think, at least a guy should be emotionally reserved because you go to work, you have that break. Yeah, work may be tough, but when you yeah. get home and you go through that door, you you have to you have to be able to hone in your yeah, emotions because exactly. yeah, of course, anyone wants to just to go home and just like just lay on the bed or just relax yeah, just and just like do whatever you. you want. Yeah. Now I'm home. I'm off of work. I should just be able to do whatever yeah. I wanted to. But then you come home and you, your wife is mad that our daughter threw the yeah, cereal exactly. everywhere and exactly. got all dirty. And yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, you gotta like, you gotta be able just like to breathe in and be like, okay, like I yeah. gotta, I gotta take care of this. Now. Yeah. Well, I think you also have to, you have to be emotionally reserved in the fact that, like you can't go home and be too emotional yeah. because I know for me, like when I go home, like my wife has been with the kids for eight hours, like sometimes 24 hours because sometimes I'll do a 24 hour shift. So right now I'm doing eight hour shifts. So she's home with them for eight hours. A lot of stuff happened within those eight hours, you know? So she, when I get home, she wants to tell me everything that happened, right? Yeah. And some of the stuff is like, oh, Grayson, he colored a book or something. Like, some of the stuff is cool. 
but some of the stuff is very like tough and emotional. Yeah, like, ah, Landon did this. Yeah, that, did this, yeah, and, ah, he, this happened. He punched him and then yeah. I had yeah. So yeah, he, so you can drink toilet water. Yeah, that. something like that. <laughs> like it's insane, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, but like I think you have to be emotionally reserved because you have to deal with your wife's emotions. Yeah, yeah, she's know? she's just trying to get. She's just trying to get stuff out to you. Yeah, she that's needs all that she release. wants. Yeah, she wants yeah. to. This is what happened, and you have to be able to take that in, mm-hmm. and and like, and like just like, hone it in mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, before you ask me another question, I was I guess let me ask you this one because it's like well, this is a two part question. Two part. It's basically it's basically like related. Oh, so. While you were pastoring in Colorado, how how did you navigate your relationship with your wife? Because like you said that you know your family wasn't really there, and then you just had Kaylee. She was like what months old. Yeah. So how did you do that? Like how did you navigate that relationship? Like what did you learn from that? So you so you have to understand. There's two different dynamics now that you see it, now that I see it in a mother church mm-hmm. like in El Paso where it's hundreds of people and a baby church when yeah. you're just you have we had what like three people sunday morning yeah and like maybe one or two mm-hmm. sunday night so you're just with your family i guess and yeah. so nonstop. yeah and and actually that that to me helped like mm-hmm. you get so close like me and wife gets get close now i mean you of course you get on each other's nerves and stuff like that but you get close yeah. You have that time where you, I mean, it's not as busy. You don't have song service practice Monday, Tuesday's band practice, Wednesday service, mm-hmm. Thursday, you have to go out with somebody, Friday's youth, Saturday's the edge concert. You don't yeah, have all don't that. Have yeah. All that. You yeah. have Monday uh, night off, so you could go out to eat or something like that. Tuesday, maybe follow up. Wednesday is service, so you come and have church. And even then, it's not as long. Max, my services would last maybe 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, and so, then you're not staying at church. Yeah, for yeah, for like another stuff. extra yeah. thirty minutes. So yeah. you have quality time. You have time to go home to relax to unwind, and it's barely nine o'clock, nine thirty. So that that pioneering was a good thing. Like to me, at least, it helped. It helped us. The hard part was not her not seeing her family. I guess you could yeah. say, or her not spending time with with. Uh, I mean, everyone wants to have their grandchild. Everyone wants to go ahead and. You know, FaceTime, yeah. call, and all this stuff. So it's like, well, I mean, I don't have that on my mind all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not always thinking about that. Um, but when it came to, like, you you talk things out. Like, when it came, at least me and my wife did, when it came to, like, following up on people or church services or the sermons and stuff, she would tell me, like, hey, you went too long here. Hey, you should have said this. Um, when you when we should go and follow up or talk to these people. We met them on outreach and stuff like that. So we talked quite a bit. And then when our daughter came on the scene, I mean... You don't miss a beat. You, she was always with us. Um, it was super cold there, yeah. so sometimes I would just outreach by myself, so mm-hmm. we didn't have, we didn't want our daughter out there in the yeah, cold and the stuff. Cold, so yeah. yeah, she would just sit in the car. I would go and pass out the flyers, knock on doors, and you just, you just got to go that way. Like, yeah. I mean, my 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 success, or I would say, the reason why I'm in the will of God is is because of my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when pastor does those, when someone's going to get married and then in the serious men's class, he says, well, all these, like all these things, it always matters on the, or when, like when Nick Rogers got sent out, the, the main question people asked him was, well, how did your wife take yeah, it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's more based, uh, people are so, yeah, like we're the man, we're going out and stuff, but it's, it's on the, it's uh, like the focus is on the wife. How does yeah. she handle it? How is she taking it? And my, and my wife, I mean, she, she takes it in stride. She, she everything we did our daughter all that stuff in the household she, yeah i mean you, you if you want to measure how good or bad you are in in a in a ministry point it's based off the wife yeah how how willing is she to follow you into god's will mm-hmm. yeah and i think that like what i kind of think about it is because i mean i love football what i think is the man is the quarterback but the wife, as a unit, is the O line. Without oh, the O line, I don't O-line, know what you're saying there, man. Without the O line protecting and 
like without a good old line, the quarterback can't do nothing. I don't care if he's Tom Brady. Like I don't care if he's the greatest quarterback in history. Like so, as a man, you have to have that solid foundation and protection. And it's, I think it is a protection because, like as a man, when I got married, like okay, now I have to lead my wife in whatever direction we go Mm -hmm. and like you have to think like okay your sole responsibility is obviously to get to heaven you know take as many people as you can with you and be a witness and a testimony and be an example you know we're in a big church you're a lot of that is being an example even when you don't want to be you know yeah and i think like without your wife there to help you and to be with you like because it's one unit like i think it's one unit like yes the bible says the man is the head of the household right but god got eve from adam's side yeah you know it's a relationship it's a partnership it's not like the man needs to be way 10 steps ahead and then dragging the wife along like yeah, it doesn't yeah. work like that yeah, yeah. and like i think you know it has to be that unit where it's a cohesion a togetherness yeah and like, I guess that's what you're talking about, like how you guys formed that yeah. strong cohesion in, yeah. in Denver, you know? Yeah, you got you got a good point there. Think about the rib. Like, what does the rib do? You said an O-line protects, right? While mm-hmm. the rib protects your lungs, protects your heart, protects yeah. your vital organs. So, I mean, it goes to say that you God had a specific, he took out a rib, yeah. which is supposed to bring protection to all the vital organs. You just said your wife is that O-line, that protection to the quarterback or the person that is... Uh, yeah, the person yeah, that's, that's in charge, yeah. you know? Like, because the quarterback's in charge, but if the O-line is made up of 12-year-old yeah. boys, like, it doesn't matter what... Yeah, J.J. Watt's going to just... Like, yeah. Yeah, rip them up. Exactly. So it's like, it's just that aspect of, like, yeah, you could be the greatest man ever. Yeah. But if your wife is, like, in shambles mentally and just, like, like there's nothing that you're going to be able to do without her, yeah. you know? And I think that's so important because a lot of people, like, feel like... Man, like I'm the man. I need to do this. I need to do that. And it's like, yeah, but are you sure your wife's on board? Yeah. Like, does your wife look at you and be like, you know what? Like, yeah, I'll follow him. Or does your wife look at you and like, man, that's you're kind of hypocrite, you know? Yeah. So I think we need to like, you know, just have that aspect of yeah, like yes, you can be such and such, but if your wife is not there with you, like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't you matter. Yeah. So. When did you When did you know that you wanted to marry Kathy? You know what, man? Like, it's it's crazy because I always told, I always told God that, God, I want to date in church, but I want the first person I date to be my wife. Yeah, to be who you're gonna marry. Like, I I had no interest in dating around. You know, I and then like, there's nothing wrong with that if you're doing it in a righteous manner. But I had no interest in that, you know, I didn't have interest in like, oh, yeah, I kind of like you. I don't, you know, let me go see, talk to this other girl. Like, I just I just didn't have any interest in that. So I remember it was uh, it was conference like 2013 or something like that. Or yeah, 2013. Our com- which conference? Our conference. Our conference. Yeah. Okay. El Paso. And so like, I mean, I had known Kathy like for 15 years, like, you know, because I know like I know Scott. Mm-hmm. But me and Sky have always been friends, and like I knew Kathy, Adriana, JC, like I knew them all for like like a very long time. But um, I would say like when Sky was getting older, he kind of had his own friends, and I had mine. So like we really didn't like you know conversating stuff. But I remember at that conference, like I saw Kathy, and she was getting ready to sing, and. I went up to Menno. Menno was sitting next to her because they were all going to go and, and mm-hmm. get on stage. Yeah, okay. And I went up to Menno and I told him, I was like, Menno, I'm going to marry Kathy. And then he looked at me and he was like, what? Like, Menno's patented, like, what? Like, he was just yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, Menno always says it. His eyes get wide. Yeah, so he was like, what? Yeah. So it was random. And then I just kind of like walked away. And then, um, so from that point, like, I knew I was going to marry her. I just didn't know how everything was going to happen. Yeah. So, that night, that night we went to, we all went to, uh, I think it was the Ponce's house. I think it was a Friday night. 
Okay, so they had that fellowship. Yeah, so they had the the Ponce Fellowship. So we went there, and I was there. She was there, and uh, I just started talking to her. Like, we just started talking, like, you know, just friends and everything. And um, then slowly but surely, like, we just started talking more and more. Like, uh, Sky had a rap band. I was in the rap band, and Kathy would sing. So that was just more opportunity to talk. And then um, I think it was the following like the following year on my birthday uh we had like a little fellowship and she was there and we were just talking and then like I told her that I liked her and then so we started dating like shortly after that and yeah like we we got married like a year later uh dated for six months engaged for six months but for some reason that moment like in conference was just the this was before you even really like got to know her right you you said you Mm -hmm. said I'm gonna marry her before you really had any like relationship already yeah so you yeah you already knew beforehand yeah and like i like we had like a small relationship because like i knew her mm-hmm. but i didn't know you know you don't know somebody yeah you know what i'm saying so like it was before then and like i guess it was it's kind of like weird looking back on it because like what if what if kathy was like you know, yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, and then I would have been like, oh, never mind, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. or what if like something happened with me, and like, so it was, it was weird, but it was just, I don't know why that moment, like, I just knew, and yeah, like we started talking after that, and then it was, it was done, yeah. So I don't know if that was like a, like a God moment telling me to hurry up and like get it, get yeah, it done, get it. like yeah. start, start, you know, progressing in life or something, or if it was just. I don't know. Just the way life yeah, works. Yeah, just the way life works. But for me, that's that's when it happened. Yeah, yeah. So it was just it was just a weird, a weird thing. But gotcha. Is it my turn? It is. I think this is your last uh, last question, no? Oh, you, oh, I think I have two. Oh, you have two more. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. So we both got married pretty young. Do you think that getting married while you're young is important? Um, I mean, I, I would say that's the most, I mean, that's the most, that's supposed to be the time you're supposed to get married. I guess when mm-hmm. you're like, when you're young, uh, I mean, the Bible talks about the fine woman of your youth and loving her and all that stuff. So, I mean, I think there is a natural inclination in our lives to say i want to get married when i'm you know yeah when i'm young yeah not not when i'm 50 60 and stuff like that um i mean of course it does happen people there's life you never know what it's like um but while you're young i think the most important thing while you're young is to make sure that you are holding your relationships with the opposite sex at a very up high standard mm-hmm. in other words you're just not going from person to person mm-hmm. um, you are in the intent of I want to have a relationship with someone to marry them yeah. not just so that I can yeah, I know, have fun and or stuff like that yeah. yeah yeah and that's totally opposite to what like the world says the world says well this as you're young you're supposed to have fun and then when yeah. you get older, then you're supposed to okay, I'll settle down mm-hmm. now. No, no, no. You're in the in, in in God's view, you're supposed to say, you know what? In my youth, I find the person I want to marry or be with, so that I can later on be with that person. Yeah, you know, you like grow, grow together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you grow with each other. You understand each other, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it is important. But I mean, ultimately, I think it's just, just to have a good, a good relationship with. Yeah, with yeah. I think. Other people. I think getting married young is is, like you could tell a lot about a person because, of what they prioritize, you know, and, like yes, like it's good to prioritize career, money, you know, all that stuff. But that's not everything, you know? Yeah. And I feel like when I got married young, like, me and Kathy didn't, we didn't have all the answers, you know? Yeah. But you get married, and you go along growing and figuring it out along the way, yeah. you know? Like, when you were, when you got married, did you, were you already done with school and everything? Did you already have a job as yeah, a, uh, as a I, I just got 
a job. I was like a few months in as far as a job goes. Yeah. Of getting uh, before I got married. When I got married, I had I had some money already in the savings, working for a little bit, um, but. The whole reason I got that was because I stayed with my, I was living with my parents mm-hmm. um, for for the whole time I was going to college. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that helped, that helped tremendously. Yeah, exactly. And then I moved out for a couple of months and then, um, then yeah, then uh, got married, moved out to our apartment that we were living and we got married. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was already, I was already working, uh, yeah. working my I guess career, Your job career. Yeah. yeah yeah and with me like I was already done with I was pretty much done with school but I wasn't a firefighter yet like me and Kathy got married and then I became a firefighter but she was she year. was already done with her school yeah she was she? done with her school. yeah like she was already working as a speech pathologist and yeah. everything. so that kind of helped um but like I wasn't done you know like mm-hmm. I wasn't working yet and like like I think the important thing is to have a plan yeah. You know, like you have to have a plan and you have to have a, uh, like just a way of everything working out, yeah. you know, like you can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to get married and everything's going to fall into place. Like, that's not how it works. You have yeah. to have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. You have so, to, yeah. There's a game. There's, there's certainly a game plan involved in. Yeah. You, yeah. You just can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, you just can't, I don't know, or be like, yeah, I'm going to marry tomorrow. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah, you you don't have a job. You're mm-hmm. with your parents. Like that that doesn't. I mean, going into it, especially as a girl, would be like, man, this is totally like uncertain. Yeah, this is uncertain. Know. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. I had a job, but Pastor Glenn told me you got to move out because I want to see or you, to make sure you know what it's like to yeah, to exactly. live on your own. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was with other guys, but but yeah, to make sure you you understand what it's like to to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, marrying young, like, yes, like, we're saying, like, it's good to marry young. But, like you said, like, you have to have a plan. Like, you can't just be like, oh, I'm young, I'm going to get married. Like, there has to be a plan. So it's not just a dumb decision, you know? So I think that's important. Like, yeah, marrying young is good, but you have to have a plan. What makes a good friend? What makes a good friend? Because relationships isn't only have to do with you know yeah, girls and stuff marriage. like that. What makes yeah. what makes a good a good friend? Because like you know you have people in high school that are friends. Uh, yeah. There's that different aspect of the church and friends. Mm-hmm. There's whole whole deal of friends. What what do you, you think know, makes a good friend? What I think makes a good friend. I think that comes down to can you accept criticism and like give criticism and I say criticism because like that's the only word that comes to my mind but I guess a more easier way would be like as a friend can you talk into somebody's life you know positively and also like hey like I noticed this is going on like you know what's going on Mm -hmm. can you do that and then can you also receive that from somebody can you receive like, hey, like you're doing good, like damn, it's good, blah blah blah, or like, hey, bro, like, you know, I see you're kind of like messing up here, like, what's going on, like, so that's what I think makes a good friend because friends are are uh, they're kind of like lifelines, you know, like I think once you get older, like you're gonna have less friends, you know. Like, you think about it, like, in high school, like, when I was in high school, like, I used to run around with 20, 30 people. Mm-hmm. You know, you had football friends, track friends, like, you know, just regular friends. And then you get to college, and now, like, 90% of those people, like, you don't ever talk to them again, you know? And then in college, you might have some friends, or you might have people that are in your same career field that you talk to. But after college, like, you might not talk to any of those people ever again also. But, like, with church friends, like, I mean, we've, we've known each other since we were born, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we grew up together. And uh, I think church friends are different. Like, you're going to have those friends probably for the rest of your life, you know? Like, you're going to know those people for 20, right. 30, 40 years, you know? Yeah. But in order to make, in order to be and make a good friend, I think there has to be that aspect of, I can talk into your life and you can speak into mine, you know? And... 
negatively and positively. Yeah. Because not everything's going to be positive all the time, you know? Like, there's going to be points in your life where, in anybody's life, where, man, like, I'm not doing too hot. You know, like, what's going on? Yeah. And I think that's what makes a good friend, like a good or like a best friend. Like, you know, you have certain people that like, yeah, you have friends, you know, like you have friends, you have four or five friends, but there's like maybe like one, two, three best friends, you know, and that's like best friends is cliche or whatever, but it's true. Like there's, there's a limited amount of best, you know, good friends. And I think what separates them is the fact that they can talk into your life positively and negatively. Yeah. And you can receive that criticism or praise and you still maintain a friendship. You know, I think that's what makes a good friend. So, so then in that case, let me tell you some stuff that's been bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Okay, let me... Yeah. In that case, let me lay it Let's all open out. up here. Let's, yeah. let's, get, let's get deep. <laughs> right? Um, so I guess, uh, this is a good question to go off of that. How do you navigate worldly friendships versus your church friendships? Yeah. So, um, in, so in high school I had four, I had four really good friends. Now I know we played sports and stuff. So there was people that I knew, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them friends, Yeah. but I knew like, I knew them. They were in the football team, wrestling team. Right. Um, yeah. So you bump into people in the hallway. They knew who you were. But I had like four good friends in high school, and they mm-hmm. knew like uh, Eddie Martinez, uh, Frankie, uh, who others, another guy, Frank. Uh, we would all we would hang out at lunch and stuff like that. And they knew that I was a Christian, mm-hmm. so they knew I didn't go out and party. Um, didn't have a girlfriend, wasn't like involved in certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, I was just they knew what I was about. They, they and and I didn't I mean I didn't like witness to them per se. I wasn't always like, oh you're like messed mm-hmm. up, you're a sinner. I didn't I didn't get like that with them. They knew what I was about, they knew that I was uh Christian. And so, you know, I mean, I would try to invite them out and concerts and stuff like that. Um, they usually wouldn't come. Yeah. But that was that aspect of, of them. But I never went up to them and said, hey, what do you think about like relationships? What do you yeah, think yeah. about mm-hmm. uh, jobs and all that? I never went. I never went to them for advice. I never saw them in that aspect. They were my friends right. just because we would hang out. They were in the same sport um, and stuff like that. We would talk about, you know... Um, music and stuff like that we wouldn't i wouldn't get into live situations right, with them. right then there's that other aspect of of the friends that i had in in, in church mm-hmm. and that was like that was you um at one point i mean there's abraham that was there um who else would would i consider like a close friend i mean i talked to derek um derek, yeah. stuff like that so like there was those friendships and there it's a different type of, of, of friendship. Like mm-hmm. I would hang around church people more yeah, than I would um, people at, at school. Cause that was the only time I saw them. That was the only time in my school. parents would let me be with them yeah. was in school, in school. I was, and outside yeah. I was at, with church people. So at church, I spend the majority of my, my time with, with those friends that I had in church and stuff like that. I would, mm-hmm go out with them but i mean i i still i don't i don't even did i talk to you about like i know we talked about like um relationships but i don't think we really got into that or like um like when we were growing up yeah i don't i didn't, I didn't really like who did you like and mm. so like that we never really no, not we really. really got into that or or mm. like what did you want to do like what what were you i never really yeah, I think it was like what well, I, I guess that career path. Like, yeah, that's when those questions started. Started. Yeah, once once we knew what we were gonna do, I yeah. we talked. But I don't think we ever discussed it before. Like before, we were like, "Oh, what you what you want to do when you grow up and stuff like that." I don't remember having those conversations. Well, I know that I did, and in, in, is that we would hang out um, at Menno's house and stuff like that. Yeah, have people over. Yeah, yeah. Or at fellowships, we'd go out mm-hmm. and eat together and stuff. Yeah, it's just more of that camaraderie. Like yeah, oh, exactly. we're, we're together. Yeah. It's not something that's like 
specific, I guess. It was Yeah. Like, yeah, and I guess like when you when we're growing up because like I remember like when we were growing up like like we when you were dating like me and Kathy were already married, I think. Oh, we were we were, we were going to you we were guys were going to get married. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember like we'd go with you guys sometimes like on a couple uh, on a couple dates. You know, and that was that was nice and everything. That was good. And like I remember like when you were when you would be like coming into your job and everything like oh you know how's work going and blah blah but yeah it was more it was more just like camaraderie you know just more just just hanging yeah. out you know yeah it wasn't i mean yeah it was just hanging out which i would hang yeah. around church people than i would worldly people yeah like the people that mm-hmm. i had in, in, in yeah yeah and that's the same with me like like i would like 90 percent of the time it's i would just hang around with church people and like even when I was, even when I was like doing my own thing and sinning, like it just wasn't. It's not the same, you know, because you don't you don't have the same thoughts, you don't have the same mentality, you know. So I would hang around, like when I'm when I was saved and when I was right, like it's just church people because you get around people in the world and they don't think the same. Yeah. You know? Like mm-hmm. so, it's not like like it doesn't mix, you know, like water and oil it doesn't mix. Yeah. So it was kind of like weird just being around non-church people so like i just i just wouldn't you know yeah so but yeah i guess it is a it is a fine line that you have to cross that you have to make you know yeah so so then in that case since you asked me that do you think there's a difference between someone that's a mentor or is it a friend is there is there a specific difference like would you consider mr menno a mentor or would you call him a, f- a friend? Or is it is it both? Is it intertwined? Is it going to be both? Is it, is you know it, what? I think with is, certain people, it's it's kind of both, because Menno is a friend, but he is a mentor also. Yeah. You know, like he's, and I I think like with Menno, it has to be that way because Menno's kind of like he's he's older than us. Yeah. You know, so. Like, it would be weird, Menno, just being our friend. Yeah, our friend. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, if he didn't provide any of those mentor aspects, like, it probably wouldn't work, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Menno is such a good, like, person, because he's your friend, but he's also your mentor, you know? Like, you can go to Menno and be like, Menno, like, I, I, like what do I do here? Like, I'm having this this problem, you know? But he's also a friend. Like, you can go up to him and be like, what's up, Menno? Like, hey, let's hang out, you know? Like, he doesn't always have to be a mentor, but he's, he's always a friend, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, like just, like, Menno in particular, like, he's both. But I think you also do have mentors and friends, you know? Like, some people are just friends. Like, you go, you hang out, you laugh, and you just chill, and then that's really it. Yeah. You know, but some people, you go, and you're like, man, like, I need advice, you know, what do I do with this, what do I do with that? And I think mentors are usually people that are older than you. Yeah. Because they've gone through experiences. They've gone through stuff. They've gone through, you know, life, you know? Like, I wouldn't have a mentor that's younger than me, you know? Like, that just wouldn't work because I've gone through more things than that person, Uh you know? So I think a mentor, a mentor has to be, not has to, there's, I mean, I guess there's certain circumstances, but a mentor is somebody that's older than you and you can gain advice from but i do think that there can be mentors and friends so they can be intertwined can be both yeah it can be both but um i think mentors are super important like there's stuff where i've talked to Menno about like you know like it's just different talking to Menno than like going up to one of your friends you know yeah. who it, would, it is different besides Menno, who would you consider that is just a mentor in your life you know, there's a lot of just mentors. You know, I would say, like, George Ponte. Okay. Like, and, like, with George Ponte, like, I don't even really talk to him a lot. Yeah. But I'll look at his life and how he conducts himself and stuff like that. Like, Jim, Jim Singlin. Mm-hmm. I look at Jim, too. Like, Jim, I see how he conducts his relationships and he's, he conducts his his uh fatherhood over his daughters you know and, and stuff you, like that. you're like you're pursuing to be like yeah like, to be like that. yeah i think a mentor so you're, is you're not really 
asking them, hey, how, yeah. how you, but you're like, I want to be mm-hmm. like that. Okay, yeah. so you're someone you're watching. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think that can be a mentor. Like, I don't have to necessarily sit down with Jim or George or some other men and be like, hey, I need your advice. Like, tell yeah, me a yeah. five-step plan. Like, how do I do this? Like, a lot of mentorship is like, I'm just watching them, yeah. you know? And like Craig, Craig's a mentor. Um, and like Craig, like, I don't talk to Craig because he's like scary, you know? Ah, uh, Craig's, Craig's, you yeah, just, like, just got to know where to push the button. Yeah. And it's funny a, because Craig, like, switch. when I was young, Craig was like around us a lot. Like when I was in Atlanta. Oh, have, he was? I have pictures of me, my dad, and Craig. What? So it's like weird. Like He didn't push you away? No, he didn't push me away. He didn't like make me do push-ups and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I look at Craig's life and, and how he conducts himself and like, like those are mentors. Yeah. And I would say those are just mentors because like, I'm not necessarily like hanging out with them every day and stuff. And like I could, you know, I could, you know, hang out with them once in a while, but the, the basis of how I see them is a mentor, you know? So, and I think that's important. Like you don't have to be like in direct conversation with somebody for them to be a mentor. Yeah. Like you just have to look at somebody's life and how they're conducting their life, you know? So Understood. Point well taken. Yeah. Is that That's it for me. That's, that's all of my questions. That's all I have. Yeah, that's it for me too. You got all yours done? Yeah. Um I'm done. So yeah, I guess um we will put this somewhere online so people can listen to. Uh, this was our first yeah. podcast ever. First um, one. I guess we will call it cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's gonna be uh, something that's gonna stay for sure or not but um, yeah. if you do have any I guess suggestions I want you to talk about we have some ideas already but if you have any suggestions you could either text me yeah. or Isaac if you have our number or you can come up and talk to us uh, I mean if you get this and you're not in the door church then I don't know how you contest, contact us but you can find out some way or you yeah. can go to 1000 Castron find yeah, us there Wednesday night Sunday, Sunday morning or Sunday night we'll be there um, but that yeah. is all we have for today